Hi, and welcome to Ask Wardy. I'm Wardy, a wife and mom of three, lead teacher, blogger, and founder of traditionalcookingschool.com. I'm also the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. Ask Wardy is the weekly show devoted to answering your niggling questions about traditional cooking. Maybe it's your sourdough starter, your sauerkraut, preserving foods, broth, superfoods, or anything else to do with traditional cooking. You can catch Ask Wardy live each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, or through the podcast and video replays at askwardy.tv. And now, let's get to today's show. Okay, so those are the housekeeping notes. You guys ready to get started? It's going to be a great episode. Uh, Today's question is from House of Escobar. Do you need to eat meat to be healthy? It's a great question. I have a lot of thoughts to share. Um, One of the things I'm going to tell you about, before I launch into all my answers, one of the things I'm going to tell you about is that animal foods are extremely gut healing. The broth, the connective tissue, um, the protein, if it's well cooked, if you have gut issues. And so animal foods play a really key role in healing your gut. And so many of us, due to antibiotics, um, not being breastfed, our toxic environments, just all these symptoms of modern society have made our guts so unhealthy. Um, so eating animal foods is a key part of healing. And I'm so happy that this Ask Wardy coincides with a free event that's happening soon. It's the Heal Your Gut Summit. I want to make sure that everybody knows about it because it's completely free. Um, it's coming up in January. In a couple weeks, tradcookschool.com gut is the link you can use to sign up. Feel free to take a screenshot of this if you'd like so you can type it in later. Um, on my phone, at least, I press the off button and the home button at the same time to take a screenshot. Anyway, tradcookschool.com gut is where you can attend that online conference. You can attend in your pajamas. Don't worry. It's nothing you have to dress up for or anything. But if you're interested in gut healing information, there's 30 speakers, including me, speaking on um, how to heal your gut. There's hormonal issues. There's fatigue. There's weight loss. There's allergies. All kind, Nearly, there's more than 200 symptoms that our bodies can uh, tell us when our gut isn't healthy. So I can't possibly list all of them, but really the gut is the cornerstone of our health. And so if you need more information about that, be sure to sign up for the Heal Your Gut Summit, tradcookschool.com gut. So let's get into today's question. Do you need to eat meat to be healthy? House of Escobar, thank you for the question. Okay, um, I do want to read her complete question because there's a little bit more information in it. So she said, hi, Wardy. Do you think a vegetarian diet is okay as long as one eats plenty of eggs and dairy products, or is it necessary to eat meat to be healthy? Let me move my notes a little closer. Great question. So basically what I'm gonna talk about, first I'm gonna share a little bit about my story, which is, okay, I'll do that. And then I I have, Six ways that I'm going to talk about to kind of answer this question. Six areas to evaluate whether or not you need to eat animal foods uh, to be healthy, eat meat to be healthy. First, our story. And many of you have heard this, so I'm going to try to keep it really quick. But um, when, when, um, when our kids were born, we had allergies. And our son, especially our third child, 
um, developed eczema just right off the bat, really bad eczema. Oh, it just felt so bad for him. Itchy, scaly, red. He was just uncomfortable for nearly two and a half years. In fact, two and a half years is when we finally figured it out and he had baby soft skin. So I felt like I was meeting my baby son for the first time after two and a half years. Well, on that journey of trying to figure out his allergies and other issues, we tried being vegetarian slash vegan because we read animal foods are bad. Um, And what we really came down to was that his gut wasn't healthy and certain foods he had allergies to um, and we eliminated some of his allergy foods through being through following a vegan diet. So he didn't have eczema, but our family suffered from all kinds of other things that we never had before, like wasting away of muscles and lack of fatigue. I mean, sorry, lack of fatigue, increased fatigue, um, low energy, and kind of trading his ailment for another. And it really turned out that he was sensitive to some sensitive to some foods. Because his gut wasn't healthy, it wasn't really he was allergic to animal protein. In fact, when we removed animal protein from our diet, we all got very unhealthy. So it was kind of this road of trying different things to discover that the problem in our family, our health issues were really tied to gut health, not to animal foods are bad. Uh, So that's kind of the backstory. So I'm coming at this question with some experience in having been vegetarian slash vegan for a number of years and our family having um, developed health issues because of that, which are now reversed due to following a nutrient-dense diet, traditional food diet. There is a strong component of healthy animal foods in our diet now. So this may be a controversial subject. I really don't know what's co- going to come of this. <laughs> it's a question I get asked a lot. I didn't want to be afraid of answering it because of any flack. Um, so this is kind of my disclaimer that if you're watching this now or you're watching it later to be nice, uh, I think everybody here will be, but this can be an opinionated subject. So what I'm going to share are I think six ways to evaluate this. You can make the decision for yourself, but of course I'm coming at it with our personal experience, which is we believe that animal foods are a key, good animal foods, pastured quality animal foods and their fats, the meat and the milk are a key part of a healthy diet. But I'm not going to stop there though. I'm going to go through kind of these six evaluation points so you can make the choice for yourself. And again, my disclaimer is that I'm speaking from my experience and my own research, and I want you to do that same research for yourself. And then I'm happy to entertain discussion both now and maybe the comments on YouTube or the replay when it's on askboardy.tv. But I do ask that comments stay nice. Okay. Thank you so much. Uh, So when you're dealing with this question, once again, House of Esquire is talking about they eat eggs and dairy, but are meats um, essential to be healthy? So it's not a full vegan diet. I would say it's a vegetarian diet primarily. Um, But whether you're vegetarian or vegan, these questions are valuable to go through. Some of them you might say, I'm good. Some of them you might say, I need to improve. So there are questions and things for you to evaluate yourself, and I'm going to share what information I have. And to the person who just said you have to leave and will listen later, I look forward to you checking this out later. Thanks for letting me know. So the first um, idea is iron. And I did happen to hear from one of our members, Christine, this morning. I sent out that email to tell you all to join me. And she wrote back with a testimonial. It was perfect to demonstrate this point that I'm going to make. So iron. About iron is a crucial mineral for our health, and about 20% of women and 50% of pregnant women 
and 3% of men are deficient in iron. So we need iron um, from our food. And there's two kinds of iron. There's heme iron that comes from hemoglobin. That's in red meats, fish, and poultry, so animal meats. And there's non-heme iron that comes from plants. And it's just a fact that we absorb the heme, the H-E-M-E, we absorb the, absorb the animal iron better. We assimilate it better. We get more iron absorption when we have animal sources of iron. And with especially in women, the prevalence of iron being so strong, 20% or 50% if pregnant, it's really important to have a good source of dietary iron. So for me, um, the very fact that animal foods, the iron in animal foods are better absorbed iron for us, a better source of iron for us, is a point in the favor of having red meat, fish, and poultry. Um, by the way, because... Um, House of Escobar said they eat eggs and dairy. Eggs have a little iron. It's not a huge source, but they do have a little iron. So that can help you evaluate that. Here is Christine's testimony that she sent in this morning. She said, I became dangerously anemic even on an iron supplement due to drastically lowering my consumption of meat products. My body does not absorb non-heme, non-meat iron from well from other food groups. And this isn't uncommon, especially for women. And then she goes on to tell her story. I had to beef up, literally, my consumption of meat, liver, iron supplement, and desiccated liver powder to get healthy again. I was dangerously close to having organ failure. And she's about to have follow-up testing done in the next few days, but she can tell. She says, I can tell by how I'm feeling and my healthier-looking fingernails that there's been a significant improvement. So there's one testimony, um, and my own testimony is the same. I've been chronically anemic my entire life, but I am no longer chronically anemic now that we have a standard traditional diet with um, pastured animal um, meats as a staple part of our diet. So that's point number one, iron. It's a point in favor of having animal foods, especially animal meats. But like I said, eggs have a little bit of iron. So point number two to evaluate, I alluded to this earlier, is the gut. Now, all of us want a healthy gut. Some of us have poor gut health and need to heal it. But I think that we can say that still all of us want to maintain a healthy gut. And it is a fact <laughs> that animal foods are healing for the gut. If you're on a gut healing diet, or if you're on just a, a typical traditional food diet, um, and my podcast last week actually covered this, knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 143 if you're interested, which diet is right for you, gut healing or traditional foods, you can go check that out. I'm not going to go into that now, but regardless, broth from animal foods, broth from the bones of animals is a staple of a traditional food diet or a gut healing diet. It's an indisputable fact. This is because it's so soothing and it provides nourishing and um, protein assimilating gelatin along with minerals. Um, Well-cooked meats are also part of a gut healing diet. The protein and the fat-soluble vitamins in the meats are so important for gut health. Here's a quote from Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride, and she is the um, author of uh, The GAPS Diet, the author and creator of The GAPS Diet, which is the gut healing diet that I followed um, three years ago to reverse my seasonal allergies, and so many people have followed to heal other gut-related ailments. So it's kind of a lengthy quote. I hope you'll be patient with it. It says so much. Meat and fish stocks provide building blocks for the rapidly growing cells of the gut lining, and they have a soothing effect on any areas of inflammation in the gut. That is why they aid digestion and have been known for centuries as healing folk remedies for the digestive tract. 
Chicken stock is particularly gentle on the stomach and is very good to start from. To make good meat stock, you need joints, bones, a piece of meat on the bone, a whole chicken, uh, giblets from chicken, goose or duck, whole pigeons, pheasants, or other inexpensive meats. It's essential to use bones and joints as they provide the healing substances, not so much the muscle meats. So one more paragraph for you. It's, there's a, it's a little bit instructional and a lot informative. So I wanted to include all of this. Strip off all the soft tissues from the bones as best you can to later add to soups or encourage your patient to eat all the soft tissues on the bones. Extract the bone marrow out of large tubular bones while they are still warm. To do that, bang the bone on a thick wooden chopping board. The gelatinous soft tissues around the bones and the bone marrow provide some of the best healing remedies for the gut lining and the immune system. Your patient, anyone who's on a gut healing diet or wants to support their gut, needs to consume them with every meal. So what did we get out of that? Uh, the gelatinous, the soft tissues, the marrow, the bones. It's soothing and healing and helps build up and, and support the rapidly growing cells of the gut lining. So it's your number one food for gut healing. Number one, we're getting a comment, bone marrow is the best. Yes, it is. And the hearts are flowing and they're so colorful and beauty, beautiful today. Thank you all for being here. Thank you, Tamara, for inviting your followers. I appreciate that. So that was point number two. Um, for the gut, if you want to support your gut health, you need animal foods, especially uh, connective tissue and broth from pastured wild animals. I don't know that you can do that on a vegetarian diet um, with eggs and dairy. You cannot get nourishing broth. So this is a point I feel in favor of um, having animal foods. At least broth, if you're not going to want to go to muscle meats, at least you could do broth to support your gut health. Point number three is on a vegetarian diet, there's a propensity toward too many carbs. Um, if you're combining foods to make complete proteins like beans and rice or those other uh, combinations because foods, well, animal foods are a complete protein, dairy, eggs are a complete protein, um, but rice, beans, vegetables, nut, well, sorry, nuts have pro complete protein, but anyway, there's certain foods that have incomplete proteins which means they have some of the amino acids for protein and other foods that have more. So if you eat them together, it's called food combining so that you have all the, the amino acids necessary to build a complete protein in a meal. So if you're a vegetarian and you're combining foods to make a complete protein, you tend to end up with a lot of carbs. Um, that it's not necessarily a bad thing, but for many of us, as we age and are more sedentary and whatnot, um, that could be more than is needed for you know to provide the fuel for our bodies. So gaining weight might be a clue of this. I do know that there are skinny vegetarians out there. In fact, many years ago, I was one. Um, but what happened to me was that my muscle mass was wasting away. And so I looked really skinny, I felt really skinny, my clothes were small, I did have my normal amount of fat though, and I didn't have muscles, I lost muscle mass. So I'm not gonna make a blanket statement out there to say that's true of vegetarians who are on the thin side, but it could very well be true for many of them. So that wasn't healthy for me, it wasn't healthy for my family. Um, they too experienced loss of muscle mass. Um, and then for me, you know, I was that way at one point, but other times when I've had lots of carbs um, because of combining proteins, those incomplete proteins, um, 
you know, gaining weight from all the carbs happened to me too. So it's a downside. It doesn't mean you can't do it, but it's a downside. So I put that in the, um, better to get your protein from animal sources because they don't come with all the carbs. Okay, so point number four to evaluate is protein. Protein itself, we were just alluding to this, you could combine like rice and beans to make a complete protein. Let's just talk about the protein issue. The human body is made of protein uh, from the muscles themselves to the structural components that hold the body together. Protein provides a structure for nerves, blood vessels, organs, skin, hair, nails, and hormones. The enzymes that regulate our metabolism and that help us break down food, those are special proteins. Our bodies have hundreds of thousands of kinds of proteins, but yet our bodies don't store protein like we would store fat. Protein is constantly being broken down, and so to replenish and rebuild what breaks down, we have to eat it. We have to eat protein every day. Our bodies can adapt and make adjustments if we don't get enough, but over time, a severe lack can actually lead to serious protein deficiency, and the symptoms of this are wasting of body tissues, weakness and fatigue, impaired growth in children, fatty liver, weakened immune system, and more. So quality protein is really, really important on a daily basis to eat. Um, and the best protein, in my opinion, are meats, animal foods, as well as dairy and eggs. So you know, on a vegetarian diet, you can do it with dairy and eggs. These are excellent sources of complete protein. It is important though, and I think you'll all agree, and I've seen it in the comments already, that quality sources are important. So pastured or wild, um, um, not fed genetically modified corn or soy, not on feedlots. We want naturally, organically, and pasture raised or wild animals. Ounce for ounce, you're going to get more protein per ounce on like with muscle meats, a steak for instance, versus eggs or yogurt um, or cheese. So that's the issue with protein and um, that's one way for you to uh, evaluate. By the way, we were talking about broth earlier, but broth is actually helps you assimilate more protein from the protein you eat. So like if you have meat in a broth soup, you'll actually, your body will be able to use that protein even better if you eat it with broth. Um, so broth is one of, just a miracle food like we were talking about. Okay, so the fifth way to evaluate whether or not you need meats in your diet is fat. And especially we're gonna talk about um, Sorry, yeah, fat. We're going to talk about fat. And specifically, um, your body needs fat, and your body kind of needs the fat that it's made of, and your body is primarily saturated fat. So all the nutritionists out there that are saying avoid saturated fat are completely wrong. And within animal foods, including the eggs and the dairy you're already eating, House of Excobar, in addition to muscle meats and all the different kinds of um, other animal foods you're not currently eating are fat. And particularly, the fat contains fat-soluble vitamins A, D, E, and K, depending on the source. And I'm going to talk about the vitamins in a moment. But the fat is so important. It's good for our metabolism. It's good for our energy. It's good for our brain. Our bodies are made of it, that we need to eat that kind of fat. So eggs and dairy are super important. And if you could go to more... This may not be the reason you go to more, but if you find other reasons on this list, you're just going to get more of the right kind of fat in meats. And I do want to um, point out 
the omega-3, omega-6 issue, or I should put it the other way, omega-6 versus omega-3 issue. If an, we need those, um, we need those essential fatty acids. We can't. We have to eat them. Our bodies don't make them. We don't store them, etc. So um, we have to get them. And the fat of animals has omega-6 to omega-3. And if it's fat from an animal that's pastured on its regular diet, it has it in the right ratio, the God-given ratio of like 4 to 1, 6, omega-6 to omega-3 in the ratio of 4 to 1. However, if you have a feedlot animal, like you know, a cow, a beef cow that's, that's eating genetically modified corn and soy on a feedlot for months and months, that ratio shifts to like 40 to one. And at, and it's well over where it should be, where all kinds of disease is implicated. So the bottom line here is that animal foods provide the fats we need, but the wrong animal foods make us sick from the fat because the ratio is way off, but the right animal foods give us just the right ratio of omega-6 to omega-3 and the type of fat we need saturated. So that's um, point number five. Thank you all for bearing with me because I know this is a lot of information and I keep seeing the hearts flowing in the comments. Thank you so much. Um, so this is the final point I alluded to. It has to do with vitamins. So in my opinion, the main vitamins that you want to consider when you're, when you're looking at animal foods and animal fats, and this is because um, they're the highest sources of these fats overall, primarily, are vitamins A, D, E, and K. These are fat-soluble vitamins. They're essential. Our bodies don't make them. We have to get them from food. A, D, and K are in animal foods, and E is in animal and plant foods. So fat-soluble vitamins, what that means is it dissolves in fat. So it's really important, actually, that you get your fat-soluble fat -soluble vitamins, A, D, E, and K, in fat or with fat. Like, for instance, um, vitamin K is found abundantly in leafy greens. But if you don't have your leaf, if you steam your leafy greens and you don't have them with butter or cream or something, you're not going to make use of the vitamin K because the vitamin K needs the fat to dissolve, etc. That's different than water-soluble vitamins where they dissolve in water. Those are like all the other vitamins. So point being, to get the benefits of the fat-soluble vitamins, A, D, E, and K, you need to eat fat. And the higher quality fats, like the nutrient-dense fats from pasture-raised animals, um, have the fat-soluble vitamins in dense quantities. So it's really just like a one-two punch. The, the pasture-raised animals have the most of the vitamins. They also have the fat that you need to make use of it. So let's just go through those four vitamins, and I'm just going to give you the top food sources of them because so I think it'll be very um, enlightening. So vitamin A, your top sources are liver, butter, tuna, cream. Now, egg yolk is a source of vitamin A, but it's kind of low. So for you, House of Escobar, you're not going to get your vitamin K from eggs, um, but you will from grass-fed butter and cream. So you, you're getting vitamin K there. Vitamin D from the sun. <laughs> Mackerel, oysters, sardines, and pastured egg yolk are great sources of vitamin D. Vitamin E, almonds, palm kernel oil, flaxseed oil, hazelnuts, salmon roe. Vitamin K, like I said earlier, leafy greens are a great source of vitamin K too. So vitamin K is leafy greens, miso, grass-fed butter. Oh, there it comes in. So anyway, mostly it's found in leafy greens, but you do need to eat with fat in order for your body to make use of it. And as I said earlier, eggs have a little bit of vitamin K, but mostly you're going to be looking at grass-fed butter to get it along with your leafy greens. 
Overall, organ meats are actually the best sources of vitamin A and D, although eggs have a little of both. So I hope that helps you evaluate. Um, you could look up your daily recommended amounts and you could see if you're getting enough from your eggs and dairy. You could also evaluate the quality of your eggs and dairy, like maybe you're not having grass-fed butter, but if you did choose to have grass-fed butter, then you'd be getting the, the fat-soluble vitamins where you weren't before. Okay, didn't we cover a lot of ground? <laughs> so we talked about iron, we talked about the gut, we talked about the potential for too many cards if you, if you rely on non-animal protein sources. We talked about protein. We talked about um, fat. And we talked about vitamins. So what do you guys think? What's your... Um, I know you might want to go home and think about these things, but what's your answer? You can just share in the comments. Do you think you need to eat meat to be healthy? Do you think that eggs and dairy are enough? What are your thoughts? I'm going to go out on a limb <laughs> and say that I think you'll have an easier time of it if you choose to add meat to the eggs and dairy because there's the potential for too many carbs, there's the um, needing to have a lot of eggs and dairy to have meet your protein needs, and there may be potential vitamin deficiencies. And that's just three. So we're getting in the comments, yes to meat, meat necessary. We're getting, a, I think you talked me into buying grass-fed meats. Yay! I'm glad to hear that. I mean, there's such a huge difference. We're getting, I like meat. I think I need meat to be healthy. We're getting a thumbs up, and it looks like a drumstick and a something I can't recognize. Okay, great. And House of Escobar, this is your question, though. So... Um, even though my conclusion is eat meat and it sounds like others are saying the same thing, this is your decision to make and I hope that this information has helped been helpful for you. We're getting more, I'm a meat eater, my dad's a meat raiser, I'm Kelly, I love meat. Um, Grass-fed is the only way to buy meat or I don't buy it. Thank you all for chiming in with your comments and thank you that the hearts have still been flowing, you've been sharing, you've been participating, it's been wonderful. So I think we are going long today. Yes, we are. So I'm going to close it up here. Al Alice, you're so welcome. I just want to remind you a couple things before I go. The health of your gut is so important. Maintain it or to heal it. Tradcookschool.com slash gut for the free Heal Your Gut Summit. My talk there is going to be how I followed a, a gut healing diet, GAPS, to reverse my seasonal allergies. I've been out seasonal allergy free for three years completely through a gut healing diet. I do hope you'll join me again for Ask Wardy every Wednesday right here, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. If you're not yet following at Trad Cook School, please do, and then your phone will notify you. I am looking for more questions, so you can um, tweet me at Trad Cook School. Use the hashtag Ask Wardy. That'll go into the queue. You can also email me, Wardy, W-A-R-D-E-E, -E, at askwardy.tv to submit your questions. Thank you all so much for the encouragement. And as I log off here, I want you to make sure to head up, if you have a little bit more time, to head over to my friend Megan's Periscope. It's at Meg Eat Beautiful. She is on part two of immune boosters. Last week she talked about internal immune boosters and now she's going to talk about immune boosters. This is for critical healing situations. Immune boosters you can use in orifices. <laughs> Doesn't that sound tricky? Like your ear, nose, and throat, I guess, or something like that.
So if you're interested in boosting your immune system, check her out at Maggie Beautiful. She's probably already started because I'm running late today. And finally, all the archives for Ask Wardy are at askwardy.tv, and this one will be up within 24 hours there. Thank you so much for coming. God bless you. I appreciate you being here live, and I appreciate you checking this out later at askwardy.tv or on YouTube. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. Here's what to do next. Ask Wardy wouldn't be possible without your questions, so please keep them coming. If you're on Twitter, tweet me at TradCookSchool with your question and use the hashtag AskWardy, or send an email to Wardy at AskWardy.tv. To get the show notes, links mentioned, video replay, or even to catch up on past episodes of Ask Wardy, go to AskWardy.tv. To join the fun of the live video recording, be sure to follow me with the handle at TradCookSchool on the Periscope app or go to periscope.tv slash TradCookSchool. We record live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's 1 p.m. Eastern. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the podcast app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Ask Wardy while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to tradcookschool.com slash awitunes right in your browser. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments and your feedback makes it much more likely that others who are interested in traditional cooking will find Ask Wardy too. Thanks so much. God bless you. And I'll see you next week.